Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Maddie Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, 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 hey! How y'all feeling? Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. Yay. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, boy... You guys must be talking about Sweden. <laughs> the definitive sound of Sweden. First aid kit. Yeah. Welcome to the What Podcast. This is a podcast for Bonnaroovians by Bonnaroovians just two weeks away from the magical, magical opening of the gates of Bonnaroo. That's Barry Corder from the Chattanooga Times Street Press. I'm Brad Steiner from WDOD Radio Hits 96 in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Barry, we are, as of right now, uh, we are eight, nine days away from walking into camp. Yeah. We get there on Wednesday. Yeah. Already uh, starting to pack. I mean, Are you that, really? You've already crazy? pulled everything out? And... That's today, That's pulling right. that out, but I'm picking up the generator today. And uh, Boy, you're a generator sure. guy. We're going generator this year, huh? We're going to try. Now, can you take a generator in GA? I don't think so, because okay. you're not supposed to take gas. And oh, good that, point. So, well, yeah. why are we doing it? <laughs> because <laughs> because we can. Okay. All right, good. For the fans, yeah, if nothing sure. else. Just, yeah, because we are prissy, prissy men. Now, uh, <laughs> right. we've got a little bit of a surprise for you today. We thought that this was going to, and I, I really do think this is probably the last podcast for Bonnaroo. I think so. I don't think we're going to have the ability to get uh, anything together for next week. So we thought we'd uh, surprise you a little bit. Not only are we going to do some listener picks, we did my picks, then we did Barry's picks last week. Uh, this week we're going to do your picks. Uh, some of our listeners uh, submitted some of their picks for Bonnaroo 2018, so we're going to call them and talk to them about the bands and the shows that they really want to see. But something uh, fell into our lap earlier on last week that we couldn't say no to. Exactly. Something that we'd been trying and hoping to get from the start. Mm-hmm. And the more I listen and think, and after we've talked to them, I know that's a tough night. They're up against... They got, uh, a, they got a tough draw. They got a tough, but I, I'm betting I'm over there. Really? At least for a good while. Yeah. Okay. I really, really like them. We lucked into getting the girls from First Aid Kit, who I absolutely fell in love with at ACL Fest. They've got the sweetest, sweetest sound. They just have something unique that you just didn't know would ever come from Sweden. <laughs> and I and I hate to belabor this point because I talk about it all the time. It just does not make any sense. The no. math doesn't equate. It's uh, Sweden just off of I-65, I think. <laughs> 
Oh it's, my goodness! Yeah, it's Laverne every, and Sweden. <laughs> it's essentially the same place outside it's of every Nashville. Every bit as Nashville as anything Nashville's putting out, and yeah. I love it. And uh, so we're gonna talk to. Uh, first aid kit, the girls from first aid kit here uh, first, and then we're going to go to some listener picks. Let's jump into it. We uh, talked to, what are their names? Joanna. And Clara. And Clara, that's right. Joanna and Clara from first aid kit on the What Podcast. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh, hello. How are you guys? We are good. We are good. This is yeah. very good. Enjoying the sunshine Stockholm. Mm-hmm. When we started doing this show, we identified the artists that we really wanted to talk about on the air. And then we started trying to pinpoint the artists we really wanted to talk to on the air. And you guys were at the top of the mm-hmm. list because I find you guys have such an intriguing story. I love your live show so much. The way that you guys harmonize to me is as good as it gets in the business and you guys do something so interesting with your harmonies it's like you you choose different ways to say simple words you you figure out very interesting ways and phrasing is very very important to you guys isn't it i think so i mean it's something we do um sort of um very intuitive like it's not something that we design or like put any real real thought into yeah it just kind of comes like that sounds like it's too easy but it's i don't know it's kind of it's true. Yeah, it's true. I'm glad he asked it that way because a lot of what I hear has a very Nashville, a very country sound. Nashville is two hours mm-hmm. from us. You guys are obviously not two hours from Nashville. <laughs> so how how do you how did yeah. you get that sort of? Because it very much is obviously intuitive and ingrained in you guys. So where did yeah. that come from? I think just from listening to that sort of music from a very early, I mean, not very early, but from our well, early from teenage our formative years. years. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think there's an age like when you're around like 12 to 14 where like the music that you get into then becomes really important to you, you. Like it shapes you. Yeah. And like those songs will always be really special to you. And that's the music that we listen to at that age and I mean still do and I think for us it was just so refreshing to hear like we grew up um, listening to like mostly pop um, on the radio and then we heard that kind of music and it was sort of a revelation like it felt so simple and so real and um, there was so much emotion in it and that was what inspired us to want to write. The startling part of it is that you guys are from Sweden I mean, if if it was something like from somebody in Missouri, that would make sense. (laughs) But you guys are from Sweden. I guess I've just, I didn't think it would take two very, very uh, pretty Swedish women to bring back (laughs) the steel guitar. How did you guys find American music to begin with and not like the stars of Sweden when you were a kid? You're talking about being 12 years old and you're into like Emmylou Harris type stuff and Patti Smith. Right. That's more 16, you know, angst, not 12 year olds. Yeah. Let me uh, pile on to his question. (laughs) Well, I think we're pretty premature. (laughs) Like, well, we wanted to be like older than we were. Like, we didn't like we didn't go through like the regular like sort of teen angst. Like, you did. I mean, a little bit. It was very short lived. Um, (laughs) But we were sort of like, let's be grown ups and like be serious, very fast. Although um, I will say, like, I mean, the band that we started listening to was Bright Eyes, and there's definitely a lot well, of it's emo, a lot of way. in that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, I think the the answer for you is the internet. I mean, the internet just is doesn't borders don't matter. Borders don't exist on the internet. You can find any kind of music, yeah. and we found it. You know, 
we just started searching for that kind of stuff. And, and to us, it was very exotic. You know, it wasn't what we, I mean, we grew up with American music, yes, but that was like Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears, you know, right. uh, which is actually written by, written by Swedes. So I'm yeah. taking that back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's very exotic to us. And it didn't have, like, I think if you grow up with country, like in America, it just has to, like a totally different kind of like, you just, you just have a different attitude towards it. And for us, it was super exotic and like interesting. And I think we just like, we're very objective in our way of listening to it. Like, you yeah. know, we just came from a different perspective. And I think you can like tell how much we love it when you listen to our, to our songs. Like, it's very genuine. Well, yeah, it's it's incredibly refreshing too, because when you, when you run down the list of artists from Sweden, there's a there's a trend. Avicii, you know, Leaky Lee, Axwell, I and mean, this is a lot of Zara Larson. These are this is electronic pop, and uh, the fact that you guys decided to do something so completely different is not just refreshing, but you do it really really well too. Thank I, I, you. I gotta ask, what was the you know, going back to Patti Smith, what was that like doing uh, Dancing Barefoot with her in the audience? It's an amazing version you guys did, but what was that like? Thank you. I mean, that song, I mean, we grew up with Patti Smith. Like, our mom is, like, the biggest Patti Smith fan in the world. Yeah. So it, it felt like, like you know, really performing something from our childhood um, that meant so much to us. And I think that she could tell. Like, again, like, I just think it's shown through. Like, she could she could tell we were sincere and really feeling the song. And, I mean, we were shaking so much. Oh, I, I was nerve-wracking. It was uh. so, so scary. But she has this, she just, like, exudes warmth. And when she comes into a room, and I think you could kind of feel that, like, yeah, somehow, like wor- welcoming, yeah, truly. Yeah. And I think just because we knew how much we loved that song, I mean, of course, there's a part of you that's like, oh my god, what if she absolutely hates this? But, <laughs> but then there's also just this deep kind of feeling, connection. Yeah, 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 connection with a song where you're just like, well, I love this song, so I'm just gonna sing my heart out, and hopefully that will come through. Who uh, who chose it, and was there much debate? Was it pretty obvious from the get-go that that was the song you were going to do? We were originally going to do a song called Frederick, which yeah. is another favorite of ours, but then, like, I don't know. Well, we, no, we were playing no. both of them, and we yeah. were like, well, we really want to do Dancing Barefoot, but this other band oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. do it. Okay. And then we, we actually asked them if we could switch, and they were very kind um, and said that they that they would switch with us, so we were really happy about that. Um, yeah. We love both of those songs, but Dancing Barefoot, we just felt a special connection to. Now, this is, of course, uh, primarily a, a show about Bonnaroo, the festival in, in Manchester you guys are going to play here in a couple of weeks. But you guys, after, I guess, 2010 and everything sort of exploded for you, I mean, it felt like probably out of nowhere overnight, you know, you got Jack White attention and then Connor Oberst, etc. You, you go mm-hmm. on to you go on to do festivals around the world. I wonder, since you guys are, you literally travel to every country on the planet, do you see a difference between international festivals and American festivals from your perspective? Yeah, there's definitely a difference. Like, I think American festivals are usually very, like, well-arranged and plans mm. like it's very nice to be an artist like the, yeah there's like a really cool artist like vip area you get to go on the golf uh trolley yeah, <laughs> like, golf, cart. golf carts love all the time that. love that um i don't know we're easy to play we're very easy to play. like good catering and golf carts okay <laughs> um but um all the perks <laughs> the perks of being a big time artist the perk yeah yeah well i think american audiences are really just good at i don't know like i feel like when people arrive at shows and at festivals and in, in the u.s it's, it's a really good mix of like 
a party, but attentive, they're but also yeah. like, yeah, like the people are attentive, but also ready to party. <laughs> like, and that's a really nice combination. It makes for a really like fun energy. Mm-hmm. It's a very responsive crowd. Yeah. And you feel like they're there with you. Yeah. And sometimes, like, at shows, you just feel like you're, like, working, like, they're not with you. Like, you're, like, trying to, like, right. cross the yeah. barrier, but you can't. It's like right. they're another part of the world. Like, yeah. they're there, but they're, they're not really there. You. Yeah. Not in America, I would say, in general. Between, like, a club show and a festival show, do you guys prepare differently? Do you walk onto the stage with a different mindset? Are you trying to accomplish different things between a club show versus a festival show? I mean, you sort of, like, at a festival, you kind of just have to, like, roll with it because it's not as prepared. Like, you don't really know. Like, you don't have time to, like, sound check and sort of, you know, you don't really know what the crowd's going to be like because they didn't pay tickets just to see you. Mm -hmm. Um, So you kind of have to, like, just have fun with it. Like, and in a lot of ways, it's not as much, the pressure isn't on in the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I think it's more relaxed. And yeah, so it's a very different mindset. And you kind of know, like, people could leave at any moment. So yeah. you have to, like, step it up to, mm-hmm. what do you think, Claire? Yeah. I think there's something quite, quite nice about playing a festival because you just, yeah, you can't care as much. Like, you just kind of have to go for it and just know that well, a lot of people probably won't have listened to your music before. And that's kind of a fun challenge, you know, to see if they'll stick around or right. not and well it's, it's, you know it's not fun to play a show if you're not well if you're half-housing it you yeah know, it's just we never do that honestly like right. never even if we're like so exhausted we can barely stand like we still give it our all yeah until we think <laughs> like, yeah yeah but i you know i think it's gotten easier for us because when we started it was just like the two of us with like an acoustic guitar and it's really hard to play festivals people would just keep talking and yeah. you know now we have a big band and we can rock out you know it's, it's a totally different thing yeah how has that how has that live show changed for you guys since you since 2010 have you always oh, wanted so because oh you guys are so intricate you have such intricate sound and you guys care so much about harmonies uh, i always thought that mm-hmm. you guys would want to keep things very close and, and and tight and small but it sounds like it's just getting bigger and bigger yeah it is getting out of hand <laughs> no but uh you know it's like once you start building up the band it's really hard to like yeah. you know scale it back I mean, um, but we still like it's not like crazy we're a five you know? piece you know we're five piece nothing. yeah it's not Beyonce like 200 people on stage you know <laughs> but I, I think for us I mean the harmonies are um like they're the thing that we work on like the least like they're so just we kind of um, take them for granted like yeah. they're always there wow yeah mm. you know and then so more just it's just so fun. It's just so fun, like, playing with amazing... We have such a great band, and they're just wonderful people and just the best musicians. So it's just so wonderful to share that. And mm-hmm. and to share, like, a diversity, like, in songs. Like, it's not just, yeah. like, us singing, like, prettily, like, with acoustic guitar. It's like yeah. we're rocking out. You know, there's just a lot more going on. Yeah. Uh, and, but our harmonies kind of carry it all. Like, that's, yeah. like, the red thread. Through, yeah. throughout the show going back a little bit to the nashville thing because you're going to be basically an hour away does that have any special meaning have you been to this part of the world uh or do you are you have you built in time to to see nashville to do nashville see you know any anything at all special i mean we love nashville we've been we've been um quite a lot i think yeah, yeah. Um, we recorded third man for a while that's didn't right. we? that's right oh, sorry we did yeah i mean yeah we met jack white there um we see him sometimes um, we've uh yeah i mean we play the ryman twice we love right. we love that place i mean it's just you know obviously there you know there's you don't need to explain why that's the case it's just so special and we're just so lucky to have been able to play there 
Um, I mean, we played Bonnaroo too as well before, so it's going to be really fun to come back. What was that first Bonnaroo experience like? Sweaty. Very sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the first. You and me both, sister. You and me both. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be that way again. I I really love the South. I just think there's a special, oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's unlike any musical experience that I've ever, I've ever been to or, or had, uh, and I am not an artist, so I don't know what it's like on your side, but on our side, we feel as though that you guys as a, as a community put everything that you have into the Bonnaroo show. And that's why we mm-hmm. continue to, to go 15, 16 years. Yeah. Are you guys sticking around for Bonnaroo at all? Are you going to be walking around and seeing anybody? Is there anybody that you've actually that caught your eye or ear? I mean, we'd love to. I think we will. Like, yeah. We did last time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I remember we saw Phosphorescent last time. They were playing on our yeah. stage later mm-hmm. on. And we love those guys. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly who's playing on our day, but I'm sure there's like tons of bands. Wait, I'm going to check out. Wait, I'm checking it out right yeah, we'll now. Yeah, let's do it together. Uh, okay. Why don't we Bonnie all just do it together? Hello. Yes, Bonnie Bear is on our day. Really? Yep. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Bonnie Bear's got two shows. <laughs> you got two shows oh, with Bonnie so Bear. Cool. And here's, the, here's cool. the problem. The only problem that you guys have is that you're up against Anderson Pack. You're going to miss the Anderson Pack show. But you guys, as soon as you're done, you get Boney Vare once and then you get Boney Vare again later on in the night. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty, and right I'm before, even more excited. Than right I was before, before you, Sylvan Esso. You guys got to be a big Sylvan Esso. Oh, yeah. I've heard. I've heard them a little bit. Yeah. You'll, you'll yeah, love Yeah. But not a. Yeah. Cool. Of course, we're, awesome. get, we're giving you picks right now. We're giving you Bonnaroo <laughs> picks. Yeah, that's good. Look, we'll, yeah, we'll, what should we see? Let's, how about Mavis Staples earlier in the day? Yeah. Classic soul yeah. singer oh, Mavis course. Staples. Yeah. It's uh, a good day. It's a very, very good day. You guys, uh, you guys are unlucky. And then we're starting our day with Davey, an unknown guy that we discovered because of this show. Uh, we just spun the wheel mm. one day and we said, "Hey, who's this Davey guy?" We started playing him, and now we're in love with him. So uh, we'll we'll take Aww. you we'll take you around the festival. We can uh, we can tour the festival together in a golf trolley. <laughs> Yeah, let's do that, please. Yeah, we're down. Just a couple of weeks yeah. away. Try and um, try and build up all the AC you can in your body. All right. Yeah, drink water. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> we will. We will. We'll oh, and by the way, they all broke right. news today, right. Barry. These girls, uh, they're so wonderful. They broke news today. They will not be doing Beyonce's stage show. Okay. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, I know. It's, it's so, such a disappointment. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's, it's much better this way. <laughs> all right. Some people I just want to hug. You know, and I think that I want to hug them, and I want to hug Paul Janeway. The, yep. These are the people that I just I, I need physical affection yeah. from. I want to. I mean, that, that kind of is a good segue. Uh, this will be our last one. We'll probably do a follow up after the festival. I'd love to do a follow up. That's the plan. Maybe anyway. two or three. Follow-ups. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Paul, I've reached out, uh, and I was very, very honest that I'm being very greedy. Okay. And that we want to meet him. Sure. And hopefully we can and and speak to him. Yeah. Um, that's but, him calling now. <laughs> hey, Paul. Um, but I just wanted to, this has been a lot of fun. What a surprise. I, I, I don't know about you, but, uh, everybody's been so open from Paul to these, to Clara and to Joanna, the listeners. to the listeners, yeah. to Jim, from Jim Burris from Columbia from, records, from Columbia to Ashley caps. Uh, it has been moon it, taxi. Revivalist. I mean, I I am, and I'm I'm, I'm glad you're doing this in memoriam right now. But <laughs> I, I am. When we started doing this, we thought we would just be two guys talking about Bonnaroo because we really wanted just to talk about exactly. Bonnaroo. I and I think I I probably speak for you. I'm stunned that it has been uh, as well received as it has been because I do this for a living, and nothing I do is well received. <laughs> I. <laughs> 
to fart jokes for a living. I've never gotten the 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 love and the outpouring of support like we have in in the twelve weeks we've been doing this. I haven't gotten in eighteen years of doing radio. No, no, nor have I. I think um, over twelve thousand uh, downloads and sixty four countries last time I looked. Uh, um, yeah, and. Sweden? Is Sweden one of them? Sweden is definitely one of them. They must be the girls' first Like I've said from the start, we're huge in Korea, (laughs) which is so weird. But, but, um, yeah, and I I don't know that it's because we've done anything spectacular. I think we obviously, a lot of people like Bonnaroo, just like we do. Yeah. I mean, that's the, including, you know, hearing Jim talk about it and Ashley talk about it and Paul talk about it. I think everything that was said was sincere. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't uh, blowing smoke. I, I up feel somebody's. like I feel like we've been talking to our buddies. Exactly. I feel like no matter who has written us, no matter what artist has called in, no matter what industry person we've talked to, I feel like we're talking to old friends. Yeah. Like we've known each other forever, and yeah. I have to thank you for that, for listening and and making us a part of of your Bonnaroo experience. And I hope to God that we get to be part of yours uh, coming up in the farm in a, in a week and a half. Week and a half. All right. So uh, we started with uh, Bonnaroo 365. And uh, some of the main drivers to the success of this podcast have been a, a few Twitter accounts. And of course, the guys on Reddit, we really appreciate them. Our buddy Lord Taco has been uh, diligent in this. Um, but uh, but the Bonnaroo 365 guy has been uh, really, really championing the podcast. And so is the Bonnarooian. So I thought we would call both uh, Brandon uh, and uh, and Kyle and talk to them about their their Bonnaroo festivities, what their plan is for the 2018. Yeah, that thanks to them. Uh, they're a great example of what we're talking about. I forgot to mention Mike from relics. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he he's great. another one like the Bonnarooian and uh, Bonnaroo 365. He reached out to us. Yeah. Within, within a week and a half. Yeah. Of the podcast. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a thrill. So every, uh, everything has been really, really cool. All right. Pick number one, listener pick number one from Bonnaroo three at Bonnaroo 365. Hey buddy. Hey, what's up, guys? Brandon, Brad Steiner, Barry Corder, how are you? Pretty good. What about you? Oh man, we're awesome. doing we're doing so well. And uh, first off, uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, chatting with us on the uh, on the What Podcast. But uh, not only oh, yeah, thank no you, problem. not only thank you for chatting with us. Thank you for being one of the very first and most avid pushers of the the What Podcast. If it wasn't for you guys like you and Bonaruvian, uh, we would just be two dudes talking to each other. Yeah. It would just be camp. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. A retweeter. Your support is very appreciated, man. We really do appreciate it. So what are you excited about this year? Tell me about your festival plans. Well, I picked out three artists to tell you guys about because okay. I hadn't heard them mentioned prior. Really? Yeah. All right. So first off, I'm going to go with that. Uh, by the way, this is official Bonnaroo 365 predictions, at Bonnaroo 365 on Twitter. This is big news. You're yeah, bra- yeah, this is yeah. big news, Brandon. We're getting the secret <laughs> stuff here. I got the ink pen out. <laughs> Somebody tell Reddit. <laughs> My first choice is going to be uh, Alex Leahy, but I heard it, hadn't heard you guys talk about it at all. She's uh, anything about Alex? Oh no, <laughs> she's Australian. She's got kind of like the Cardi Courtney Barnett sound going on, really? but she kind of sounds more like she grew up in the suburbs, listening to like Blink One Eighty Two and All Time Low. That's uh, Friday morning on the what? Friday morning. She's on the what stage? What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, is she a bigger deal than I think? <laughs> When I heard, when I like, first listened to her, I was like, this chick's a really big deal. But then the more that I looked around, I couldn't find like her mentioned anywhere. It's like, she's not really popular at all yet. 
This is crazy. It's really it's, good. Then it's Love like it. it's like we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with the guy named Rich Brian. How does how do these people find their way to the what stage? I have no idea. <laughs> we have really tried to figure out if this is strategic on their part or it's just all they got. Oh, they're smarter than we are. You, Let's go ahead. And yeah, this is definitely strategic. <laughs> I can answer at least half of that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is a this is a big this is a big surprise. That's a good one. <laughs> pick number one. Pick number two. Official pick from Bonnaroo three sixty five. Pick number two is definitely got to be Reggie Watt. Oh yeah, yeah. So we have pretty much slept on the comics this year. Uh, we tried to reach out for a couple of them, and I've said this before. I don't really know how this is going to go. I don't really like mm-hmm. the idea of of comedians in the tents. I don't know if it's going to if that is how comedy is supposed to be absorbed. Frankly, what are they doing with the comedy tent? What are they doing with that space? Yeah. And it's, that air conditioning. Are they going to pump the air conditioning into the tent, I hope? <laughs> I don't know. But Reggie Watt is a, okay. it's a good pick because he he's so musically based. I mean, if anybody's going to work on a stage in a tent, it could be Reggie Watt. Exactly. I've seen him do like musical stuff just via his phone. Like He'll record mm-hmm. like beats into his phone. He'll track something, just some random sound in his phone. He'll track that on top of it, and then he'll sing along to it, record it, and then play it back to you. It's really crazy. What the kid is really, really a creative genius, man. That's cool. He also just put out a uh, like an EDM album with some other guy. I can't think of his name, but it's called Wahata. No way. It's really good. You gotta check it out. You gotta check it out. I, I wonder if he's gonna bring a, a full fledged Conan did one of those type of stage shows, or if he's just gonna stand up there and just freewheel it. And now you've got me interested, intrigued by this Reggie Watt thing. When is Reggie playing? <laughs> Saturday morning on that tenth, I think. Okay, so I'm not sure of the time. Yeah, and again, uh, Reggie Watt only doing one show, so it's going to be a full fledged show. This is not going to be a comedy show where they do two, three yeah. sets. You're really curious about how all that's going to work. Yeah. Again, we have to figure they know what they're doing, so there's a plan. So. Mm-hmm. so there's Reggie Watt, and then number three. My third pick is my kind of off the wall pick. It's Tyler Childers. She's like the singer songwriter, country artist from yeah. Eastern Kentucky. You're the but, second. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> he grew up. Uh, he went to the high school in the county over from the high school that I went to. Really? Back there, it's like really kind of close knit. Like I've seen him play like dive bars and stuff, and I've seen him come to Lexington and have like four sold out shows all weekend. Like it's pretty crazy. Yeah, we got another email just this morning uh, from someone else from Kentucky recommending Tyler, and I went and listened, and I like it quite a bit. And I can't remember which one who who sent this the email, but said the same thing as you did it, that he sells out shows all over Kentucky and uh, kind of a hometown guy, and everybody's proud of him. Plus, it's yeah, really, like I'm not really a country good. guy, but I'll check it out. Well, tell me, tell me yeah. about it, Barry. What, what does he sound like? What is what am I hearing? Uh, it's deep uh, storytelling, uh, whiskey bar type of stuff. Is, am I is, right? Is it I more mean, outlaw than a Sturgill Simpson? It's more dirt floor. <laughs> yeah. Stuff yeah. <laughs> Is that fair? Yeah, that's definitely fair. What a weird way of explaining that. It's more like a dirt floor. (laughs) I I know exactly what that sounds like. (laughs) It's peanut shells and dirt floor. Oh, okay. So it's an Outback Steakhouse. It's an (laughs) Outback... <laughs> I tell you, there's there's a Sturgill connection to Tyler because yep. Sturgill produced his album. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, that's that's, that's not a, that's not a bad start, Brandon. I really appreciate that, buddy. No problem, man. Uh, so, what about what about you? What year is this for you? What festival is this? Uh, this will be my sixth year and my fourth year as like Bonnery Three Six Five. Yeah. What made you want to start the Twitter page? What got that? Uh, what was that inspiration for? Well, actually, I have an Instagram account that's a whole lot larger really? that I started a whole lot longer before. Okay. And uh, I just kind of created the Twitter account just to connect more with people. Yeah. But like my originally started the Instagram 
account because I didn't have any friends that liked Bonnaroo, and I wanted some friends. Wow. <laughs> like, I wanted to grow my group based around that, so yeah. Well, you did. You sure as hell did that, yeah. buddy. Uh, so, where are you coming from? Where Where's home? Uh, Lexington, Kentucky. So, it's not that big, yeah. bad of a drive for you from Lexington? It's like four hours. Okay. Not bad yeah, so, I was in Nashville one day doing an industry thing, and I won't, I won't bore you with the story, but essentially, I got into an Uber, and, and the hotel was like 45 minutes away from our uh, place that the industry event was. So, we get into mm-hmm. the Uber... And we're driving, we're driving, we're driving. And, of course, it's 40 minutes to the hotel, so I don't think anything about it. I'm in the back seat, in the front seat. The two guys are yelling at each other and fighting the whole way back. I don't know why they were fighting, but they were fighting about something. He he finally shuts down the argument. He says, I don't want to argue anymore. No more talking. I'm done with this conversation. I'm like, oh, God, thank goodness this car ride's almost over. I look up, and and as we literally drive by the sign, welcome to Kentucky. (laughs) We have gone in the complete wrong direction of the hotel. 40 minutes out of the way with a with an Uber driver that want to scream at us. Nice. Yeah, there's you. That's my Kentucky Nashville story. Here you go. That's my uh, connection. Thanks so much Brandon. Hopefully we'll see you at the farm. Okay, sounds good. All right, Brandon. Thanks we'll talk so to much. you soon. Good picks. Thank you guys. Good picks by the way. Thanks, man. So we got the uh, Bonnaroo 365 picks. Now let's get to the Bonnarovian. Bonnarovian, uh, another uh, famed Twitter account at the Bonnarovian. Uh, let's get his picks now. Hey, buddy, how are you? Hello, this is Kyle. Kyle, Brad Steiner, Barry Corder, how are you? Hey, doing great. How's it going, I'm man? I'm doing great, man. We're so glad to talk to you about uh, Bonnaroo. Man, where are, you, uh, where are you coming from this year? Oh, my girlfriend and I were driving down from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. All right, Philadelphia. Very nice. What kind of drive is that like? Uh, well, we're going to break it up, actually. Okay. Uh, we're going to actually drive down the uh, Blue Ridge Parkway, so it's going to be a really scenic route. Great pick. Normally, it's like 10 to, tra- 10 to 12 hours, but it's actually going to be like a whole day for us. Good for you. That's a, that's a great idea. So, uh, how many Bonnaroos does this make for you? Well, this will be a fourth Bonnaroo. Okay. First off, we want to say thank you so much for being such an amazing supporter. If it wasn't for you, specifically the Bonnaroovian, what's your uh, Twitter handle, by the way? The Bonnaroovian? Yes. Bonnaroovian. Okay. If it wasn't uh, for guys like the Bonnaroovian. If it wasn't for guys like you and Bonnaroo 365 Brandon, I don't know how if this podcast gets to anybody. You have been a very very uh, loyal uh, listener and we we can't thank you enough for that, man. We really can't. Yeah, thanks a lot. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. yeah I so- appreciate that a lot. You know, I try and live by the Bonnaroovian code. As much wow. as I can, on and off the farm. Good for you. That's you got to stay true, Rue. <laughs> my dude. Give me some of your picks this year. Who, who should we listen to that we haven't gone through yet? Oh, well, I told you guys I'm from Philadelphia. Okay. So I got a couple of artists on there. Um, I definitely got to go with Sheik. That's that's the one that I scored. As soon as I saw him on the on the Rue clues, yeah. like that was my ticket. Sign, seal, deliver, send it out. You're going to do the dance thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm learning it. Uh, I have two left feet, so I'm very uncoordinated, if you know what I mean. But I'm really I'm really going to cut a rug when I get out there. Okay. But, yeah, back to my picks. All right, yep. uh, Thursday, definitely going to go with the Philly native, Ron Gallo. Absolutely. I'm the so, kid can rock and roll. Man, awesome. I can't I can't tell you how, how excited I am for Ron Gallo. And I feel, like, uh, I feel like I'm showing him off to my camp. And uh, I think that they're all going to thank me after the festival is over. He's going to be one of these that's going to make you look a lot smarter to all your friends and family like hey by the way you need to go see Ron Gallo you don't know who he is but trust me on this one I can't wait for that show what else you got a Friday I'm actually gonna go with the wild card I'm not 
going to the Muse set. I'm actually going back to the campground for a little cinema to check out the dark side of Oz. Now, this is not something that we have talked about. You know, we we tink, we tinkered talking about the pod stuff and what you can do inside the campsites and, and various pod activities, the one that is dedicated just to Nashville. But I don't know anything about Dark Side of Oz in Plaza 3, 11 o'clock. Tell me about it. Growing up, I was very fortunate to listen to a lot of classic rock and roll. So this is inspired by the Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon album, and they're going to sync it up with the beautiful Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz. Okay. It should be, a, it should okay. be a trip. Yeah, I've seen that. But they're doing all kinds of cinema in that plaza throughout the uh, weekend. There's a David Bowie thing they're doing too, aren't they? Yeah, I believe so. And I think the Calliope stage is going to play Elf. I'd love to see Will Ferrell on the farm. <laughs> Why in the world are they playing Elf? I have no clue. I would like to see it in the Christmas barn. I think that'd be pretty tough. That would be, that'd that'd be, be good. really sweet. That'd be good. All right, that's a, that's a very interesting Friday pick. Let's go to Saturday. Saturday, I'm actually going to go with another activity. Wow. After Brockhampton, I have to run back to my Bonnaroo locker and grab my robe for the robe rage at 3 in the morning in the Christmas barn, Snake and Jake's. <laughs> All right. Now, is this something they've done before, or is this brand new? Yes, this is uh, fairly new, but it's uh, kind of a secret set. Not too many people know about it. And it's very unique. I'm very festive. I love Christmas, you know. So uh, it was just one thing that I had on my Bonnaroo bucket list that I had to check off, and I thought that I could get it done okay. on Saturday. All right, so at 3 o'clock in the morning, you're going to go to the snake, the, 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 Jake and, or the Christmas barn, in a robe. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. I'll, I'll have a, I'll have some uh, shorts and t-shirt on above that. But if you don't have a robe, you can't get in. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I don't care if you're wearing a Christmas cloth hat. I don't care if you're bad Santa. Okay. I don't care if you're Saint Nicholas. You can't get in unless you have a robe. Barry, oh, we need to do this. That's hardcore. We've never. I, you know what? And now that I think about it, I'm such a loser. I've never done one of these activities before. No, I don't we haven't think even I done I the either. silent disco we done for silent Christ's disco. sake. I know. I think we got to go robe party. All right, I need three o'clock in the morning. Which robe? <laughs> My leopard skin or the uh, whichever one skin tight, <laughs> the, the tightest one. And then finally on Sunday, let's uh, let's wrap up your sun, your festival on Sunday. I'm actually just gonna play it by ear. Okay, nothing too eventful. Definitely repeat, repeat on the Who stage. Yeah, this yeah. is a this gonna is a check very out the fine. Who Cafe. Yeah, this is a, a very pick. fine too. Yeah. Repeat, repeat. Uh, the more I listen to him, I I sort of like this. It's it's a little poppy for me, but I, I'll give him a shot. I mean, I can give him 20 minutes. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to apologize for, to Jared for saying something ugly last week. I shouldn't have. So. Well, you, you called him ugly. I, I called him on a track. You called him ugly. <laughs> you called somebody you don't even know. I saw a bad picture. Yeah. <laughs> Music is awesome. I love it. I'm glad you picked him. I'm, if that's him, yeah, I don't know what the, the hell The picture you're I saw, he that looked is one like pretty he man. came out of I don't know what the hell line. you're talking about. <laughs> Nashville's own surf candy. Repeat, repeat. Man, Bonnaroovian, we can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for your support, and I can't wait to meet you on the farm. Yeah, thanks for your time, man. I'll see you guys. I'll probably see you guys on Saturday. Or no, what set did you say you're going to be at on Sunday morning? Davy, Davy. But let's. Good. But I'm sure. I'm sure we'll find you at Ron Gallo. I'll be in the leopard yep, skin actually, road, man. I'll be easy to find. I would like to formally invent you guys to one of the events that I'm hosting on Friday. What is it? Okay. Well, this was actually a stroke of drunken genius. Okay. Back in January, I applied. To beat, to attempt the Guinness Book of the Guinness Book of World Records most high fives in 60 minutes. Wow. Back in 2015, eight-year-old Bonnaroovian Squish set the record. However, in 2016, a passionate high fiver in India broke the record. So I'm taking it. It is my obligation to bring the title home and back to the farm. Y- you're you're out. You're setting out to break an eight-year-old's heart. No, 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 no. <laughs> His record was broken in 2016, oh, okay. so I'm bringing the title 
Okay. Back to the United All States right. and when, back to its home on the farm. When and where? Let's do uh, it. This will be in between 1 and 3 o'clock. I'll be at the arch. I'll be at the entrance just waiting for Bonnarubian. But, yeah, it's, it's a whole ordeal. I have to document the whole thing and get footage of every high five. It'll be exhausting. Every high five has to be above my head. My arms are going to fall off from exhaustion. Dude, we will be one What's of, the number? We will be there. Yeah, how many you got to get? Uh, 2,415. All right, we'll, we'll be number 14 so and 15. Like, how about that? <laughs> yes, yes. So it averages out a little bit, little bit less than one a second. Okay. We can I think do we this. can get it done. We, we can do it, man. Hey, thanks for your time, wait. man. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. We'll see you on the farm. Happy Rue. I think it's really cool that their picks, well thought out, mm-hmm. obviously, as you'd expect from those mm-hmm. guys. But they went, especially uh, Bonarubian yeah. did with the, uh, with the... With the robe party. Yeah. I want to do the robe party. The robe party yeah. is unbelievable. I, I just, and I said this to him just a second ago, I have blown it on the events around the festival. I've totally blown it. Yeah, I, I, I don't, walk around them all the time. <laughs> I, I know, and they just go in one ear and out the other because I'm so hyper-focused on surviving. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I'm such, I'm so prissy, and I'm such a diva. I can't, like, the heat really gets to me, and the dirt really gets to me, and I just need to go shower six or seven times a day. I, I miss the really fun stuff that makes yeah. it so unique, and yeah, that and really it, stinks, and I want to change that this year. for us, I think part of, and this is, again, those first world problems, but because our camp camp is maybe a little closer than say that that poor guy who's way way out right it's relatively easy to go back and forth right so when it is hot i'll wonder i'll sit in camp and think i can't be sitting here i'm at bonnaroo right and i'll go out in center room and, <laughs> and you'll think, say man there's beer back at <laughs> i can't be sitting here as bonnaroo and then we get to bonnaroo he's like well i can't be a bonnaroo i gotta go back and sit <laughs> I down go sit down where it's cooler and there's a beer <laughs> So it's constant back and forth. Back yeah, and forth. well, I, I want to change a little bit this, this year. And, and because of the listeners and because of everything that Bonnaroo has done and changed from pod to pod, Absolutely. the GA activities are out of this world. I cannot believe, I can't wrap my head around them. It's it's a very different world than when I accidentally, I was in GA one year and I accidentally, this is 15 years ago, I accidentally took a wrong turn and I found myself next to a car that was on fire and a guy peeing off of the top of an RV. So... <laughs> Just a tad different. Was he than trying those to days. put the fire out? <laughs> it was the hose wasn't working as well, if you know what I mean. Uh, so, who's the next listener calling there, Barry Quarter? Let's call Parker Reed. Parker Reed. All right, Hello, Parker Reed. Brad Steiner, Barry Quarter from the What Podcast. How are you, buddy? Hey, great. Welcome, welcome no to the What Podcast. Thanks so much for listening and supporting this this dumb little venture of ours. We uh, we cannot wait for Bonnaroo. Literally a week and a half. What's your uh, what's your festivities like this year? Where are you coming from? This year, I'm coming from Des Moines, Iowa. Oh wow, that's oh, a drive. That is a drive. Wow. How long is that going to mm-hmm. take you? It takes about uh, depending on how lucky we get. First year, it took us about 13 hours. Last year, it took us nine. So I don't know how that works. Interesting. So what, what, what's your route? Who do, what cities do you go through? Well, uh, we go through St. Louis, uh, and we usually go through um, Metropolis, Illinois, so we can see the big Superman. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> how, many, uh, how many people are you bringing? Uh, this year, um, one other for sure, and then we have one person on the fence, and I'm telling him he has to make up his mind within so, the next couple of days. So this is what I always wonder about somebody who's traveling a, a great distance, because most of the time that we think about Bonnaroo, we think of you know us in Chattanooga or somebody in Nashville or in a, in a, in a small distance, but how do you pack all the stuff that you need coming 13 hours away? 
because I I have to have extra people bring things for me. You know, I've got such a big I, I'm so needy and I'm so desperate to have creature comforts from the house. How in the world do you fit it all into a car? What are you driving? Great question. Uh, the first three years, this will be my fourth coming up, and we drove a big uh, Chevy Tahoe. You know, so it has crap ton of room in the back. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, this year, this year it's only me and one other person, so I think we're going to take a sedan. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say like a you know Chevy Volt. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, thanks. It's tough for me because I've got a tiny little GTI. And I've got to rely on Barry to carry all my gear. Barry, can you, can you carry everything for it's me? True, I have the truck. Yeah, I need, I need, I need my 600 square feet of carpeting. I need my 10 by 20 wedding tent. I need everybody's giant cartoon head on a stick. We need our lit marquee that we pull. I mean, I can't fit that in my GTI. I need hair product. Parker, uh, Parker, one year, and this is no joke. Uh, I thought he and his wife were going to fight over a hula hoop. <laughs> She didn't need that hula hoop. That was the last thing, and he was not sure it would fit. There was no more space. I could not fit a hula hoop into the car. Yes, we almost, she almost didn't make that trip. Barry, the hula hoop almost took her place. That's true. It also helps with multiple years. The first year, you know, you don't know what exactly to bring, and you refine it. Right, and you learn what you really need. And what what do you, what are those essential things for you now that you've been doing it four years? Oh, God. Uh, our camp is not anywhere nearly as refined as Camp Nut Butter. I know, it's stupid. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so we're kind of boring. Uh, we bring bags. Um, you know, we bring a big uh, stereo speaker or whatever. Right. So not a bunch of fun stuff. We just like listening to Radio Roo and drinking some beers, I guess. I tell you, what, what I, I was reading Reddit, and somebody said this on one of the threads, and I don't know why I didn't think about it before. Why am I not just putting up a pop-up tent and sleeping on a cot under the pop-up tent? Because the, the regular <laughs> tents hold so much heat. Yeah. And you're dying by 7.30 in the morning. It's so much more refreshing. You just, I mean, what, who needs privacy at this point? What do you, what do you really care? Yeah, modesty's out there. You forget After it. about Thursday afternoon. <laughs> who cares anymore? Having done it a few years, we talked about this just the other day. There's plenty of food there. There's plenty of water and drink. So yeah, I don't even know, bring food anymore. We were pan- yeah, I was panicked about having enough. And now oh, my like, God. Eh. The, first, the first year, you always bring food to grill. <laughs> Who is grilling up food? Like, there's somebody at our camp made eggs one one year. Oh yeah, it was amazing. But eggs I ain't, I ain't doing that. I ain't bringing the grill. I'm not bringing the George Foreman. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'd love to go through some of your, your picks for the uh, festival. Uh, you've been there four years. I want to hear the best show that you've ever seen at Bonnaroo in those four years. Oh, wow. Well, I think LCD Sound System is a for sure standout. Me too. Me too, Parker. Um, One of the great highlights of my last, life. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, last year, Portugal the Man, Late Night, was pretty insane. Yeah. I, I, then, do, um, I do love that show because it was the precursor to them having maybe the greatest year of their career. And they've been on the farm mm-hmm. like five times. Yeah. And they started in the Miller Light Lounge. You know, a few months after that, they have a number one single at Top 40 Radio. That just doesn't happen. Just doesn't happen. <laughs> just doesn't happen at all. And yeah, I got a chance to see them in Iowa. And I think they're coming back. So for you, they got yeah. me for life. What are some of your picks this year? Let's, uh, let's hear who Parker's seeing. Okay, this year, um, one thing that I think the entire community is sleeping on is Paramore, to be honest. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Um, do tell, you know, Parker. I, do tell. I just, okay, so I think a lot of it, people are viewing them as kind of a middle school-ish emo pick. But, I mean, their last album that they just put out last year is this great new wave-inspired pop album that, uh, you know, very critically regarded. And it's won over a lot of fans. And that's it, it's mostly got, what they play a, in their set these days. It's got an 80s vibe to it, right? It's got this very, like, classic mm-hmm. 80s, like you said, new wave sound to it. It's a very different, very different departure for them. So I think people will go expecting just to hear uh, Misery Business or something, and I think they'll be delightfully surprised by the variety that they come. They have some new doubt, uh, or no doubt, like inspired tracks and stuff like that. All right, I'm not, I'm not going to argue uh, with you. It's, it's not on my list, that's for sure. I work in Top 40 Radio. I'm about paramoured out, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you. Uh, besides that, um, Everything Everything is playing, uh, I think, that tent on Friday, right before Japanese Breakfast, and these guys are from across the pond, and they're as if Alt-J rocked a little harder and didn't have quite as zany vocals. I'm pretty I, excited for them. Okay, so so I keep coming back to everything, everything. Uh, every time I go through the, the list and the schedule about things that I may or may not have missed, everything, everything always comes back. Yeah. And and I don't know why because I know nothing about them, but I hear people like you talking about them every time we, we bring this topic up. So I must be I must have missed something in this. Something has gone right by me. Uh, I don't know. The first couple times I heard them pop up on my playlist, I was kind of polarized and didn't dig it that much, but I think that'll be a really fun set to see right before Japanese breakfast chills out. So what, what do you got on set? Yeah, that's, that's really early. You're right. That's 1.30 in the afternoon uh, on that tent, and then, yeah, right before Japanese breakfast. I don't know. That's going to be tough. <laughs> that's going to be really tough. Because yeah, that Friday's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day. i got to pace myself, remember? Because Saturday's going to be such a monster. What about your Saturday? What do you got Saturday? Um, I think STS-9 is Saturday late night, and I'm pretty excited about that. I'm going to need somebody like you to explain to me what in the hell STS-9 is. Um, okay, so they first played my first year when I was in 2015, and I didn't go see them okay but they're they're kind of just like one of those late night jam bands you know with a little electronic influence and i think they're going to be absolutely prime uh late night at uh, one of the tents i forget okay. which one well yeah it's uh it's on this tent at 115 when i think of sts9 tell me if i'm wrong here but i think lasers and red rocks i feel like <laughs> like the only shows they ever do are with lasers and at red rocks am i wrong about that <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't lie. I won't lie to you, Brad Steiner. I don't know that much about them. Okay. But yeah, it's one you want to go check out. That. That's the idea. It's a tough pull because it's up against Boney Vare. You're, you're choosing STS Nine over Boney Vare. Oh shoot, Boney Vare set. No, I, it's it, it's definitely after that. Okay. All right. I, I, th- I think they're playing a little bit after Boney Vare, so that's definitely after. Well, Boney Vare is twelve twenty-five to one fifty-five. STS Nine starts at one fifteen and goes to two forty-five. So you got a good forty-five mm-hmm. minutes. You got forty-five minutes to check them out at the rest of the night. I think that's fine to just walk over, dance for forty-five minutes, right? And then and, and then you make your out. and then make your way to the Robe Rage. Which robe is later rage. on the night. I got to go to this robe we rage, gotta man. got to do the robe rage. I got to remember to pack a robe. <laughs> All right, and then you're wrapping up on Sunday. One of my hardest conflicts is Thundercat against Alt-J. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably go Alt-J. Okay, let me, let me tell you. I might have told yeah. this story before about Thundercat. Now, Barry, do you know anything about Thundercat? No. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. He is so earthy and and strange. I was at ACL Fest with an industry guy. He had some women with him, and he wanted to impress them. And these were young 
women who who were they were more wanting like Bruno Mars. Let's be honest, right? And so uh, he goes, <laughs> yeah. "You got to go see Thundercat. We're all going to see Thundercat. Come on!" He brings him to Thundercat. He didn't know who Thundercat was, <laughs> and these two, these three like nineteen year old girls, their jaws dropped watching this old man play jazzy weird sounds with instruments that he's just made up. They were baffled, <laughs> and he looked at, he looked at me, whispered. This is not what I thought it would be. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. He had no idea what to expect. It'd be prepared when you show up to Thundercat to be like, what in the world is going on? I love it. It's so fun. I'm really interested. We stopped by, we went and saw Bad, Bad, Not Good last Sunday, last year. You know, obviously they're not going to be the exact same set, but I would imagine a similar sort of tone. They were also kind of uh, off-kilter, jazz-inspired stuff. Right. His latest album, Thundercat, has 25 tracks. He's got 25 tracks on an album. He'll be there for a while. All right? uh, he'll be there for a while. I like it. It's a, it's a great way to finish, man. I can't wait to meet you. Hopefully we uh, we run into each other. Literally, we'll be there next Wednesday, so hopefully we'll see you then. Yeah, I think I'll run by Davey to say hi to you guys. Please do. Yeah, We'd lo- please we'd love come to. come by and say hi. Absolutely. Shake and howdy. And let's be honest, and we want to make this clear, we like Davey, but we think we've oversold him a bit. We may only be there for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Just> being honest. <laughs> you, hear, you hear testify and you get out. Yeah, that's right. Please do. Thanks so much, Parker. We'll talk to you then. Thanks, man. All right, see you guys. Man, those are three really good suggestions. I, I like all th- all three of them. They all provided something very, very different than what, what we've been Absolutely, and I think it further illustrates the whole reason this idea came up is it's a diverse schedule that yeah. we honestly, you may know more than me, but there were a lot of names I didn't recognize, and so that was the whole idea is... Uh, Let's see what we can discover. I I feel like I feel like I'm going to come back on Monday and I'm going to be beat up. I have yeah. a bad feeling about this year. Yeah, I was thinking about you were talking about um, them being on the uh, Miller Lite stage. Yeah, Portugal the man. Portugal the man. I think that's what we've emphasized every week is all of these bands start small sometime and to well unless you do a lipa unless uh, you do a really start that or, small or Bozzy. You're right. But the whole idea is. You know, if people have gone multiple times is you get to see an act you didn't hear, you've never heard of on a small stage, and then the, you get to f- watch them kind of develop and blow that's up right. or whatever. That's right. And to me, that's a lot of the fun part of this. Well, especially the ones that, that grab you. And he's exactly right. I mean, Portugal was that for me. The shakes were that. Alabama shakes, shakes were that. Courtney Barnett. Courtney I mean, Barnett. That, that afternoon set. Courtney Barnett. Jungle was that a couple of years ago. You feel like you've got something that's just for you. When yeah. you find something like that, and then when Portugal the man blows up like they have in the past year, you're just looking around saying, where have you guys been? Yeah. Where have you been? Like, for instance, Boney Vare, like we talked about this a few weeks ago, Boney Vare wins Best New Artist. He had already put out two albums. Yeah. You know, where have yeah. you guys been on this? And it's a total music snob thing because you get to say, yeah, I saw him. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him before they were anybody. Yeah. That's my uh, fifth time. We that. had a, there used to be an old music venue in this city called The Bay. And uh, years and years and years before he was anything, Kid Rock played the Bay. Mm-hmm. And it's the running gag in the city that I was at the Kid Rock show. Yeah. There were seven people there. But yeah. everybody in the city was at the Kid Rock show. Chili Peppers, Red Hot Chili Peppers were at a club called The Nucleus years and years Here? ago. Oh, yeah. I I've saw never heard them. of The Nucleus. Oh, yeah. That was back when I was in college. We're talking 30 years ago. Really? Was our campmate Brian Stone singing into a water bottle? Stone was probably there. I think he was six at the time. <laughs> Uh, but it's the same thing. There were about a dozen of us, and really? know, like 5,000 people say they were there. I did not know that Yeah, story. yeah. I remember they pulled up in a van. This was uh, the Uplift Mofo Party Plan era. Well, like, for instance, it, the the band that, that is his Portugal demand is My Spoon. I had learned from them from the TV show The O.C., 
Yeah. And I was like, oh man, that's a great song. And I wanted to see them at Bonnaroo. And I, there might have been 100 people at yeah. that Spoon show. And I've talked to Britt Daniel about that. And he said, yeah, nobody knew who we were. We were that's shocked. We, sh- we were shocked anybody showed up at that Bonnaroo show. And now, 15 years later, 12, 13 years later, I'm going around the country following them around. Yeah, you know? that's the best. It is so good. Well, uh, let's let's wrap this up. Um, we had br- we had brought up something in uh, in passing, and Reddit was all about this. And uh, I guess we've been proven wrong. I have had this theory that the sets seem shorter this year. When Bozzy gets thirty minutes, or when Anderson Pac only gets an hour fifteen, or when Muse only gets an hour fifteen, something doesn't seem right about that. Right. But across the board, if you look at the mid level, the mid tier of of the schedule, they're only getting an hour. I don't know. I didn't go back and look and check this, but that just seems short. Right. Right. I never, we, I didn't either. But you know, we do this as we said many times because we are fans, but we are also professionals. So I after don't know about we take that, you that can, last you can week, claim that that title, man, I not thought, me. Why don't I call somebody who can actually answer this for uh-huh. us? And I called Jeff Quayar at AC Entertainment, and uh, he said, "No, absolutely not. That in fact, some years ago, the bands came to them and said, we don't have enough time to really do what we want to do. So the push was to find ways to make the sets as long as they needed to be. And he said that absolutely has not changed. Mm. And I said, well, is it maybe because it used to be jam bands? and they tend to want to go longer and now you're booking more pop or whatever. And he said, no, there's just not been a change. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's us, us being Reddit, us being fans who are looking for something, right. which which we want to do. Yeah, we do. We are want to do that. Yeah. But he said, no, nothing is has changed at all. Yeah, I mean, the, my first reaction to that would be, well, I mean, are there are there less artists playing? Because they feel like there's more gaps in the schedule than before. And I think that somebody fact-checked that a while back and said, no, they're yeah. essentially the I same even amount asked, of artists. Um, I, I asked specifically, with all of the emphasis on the activities in camps, is it you know, that you've scheduled in some open time for people to do that. And and he said, no. In fact, this was interesting. He said they know that 20% of the people who go hang out at camp, except for the two or three main headlines. So, Wait, say that again. Yeah. I, I'm confused. So, except for the headline. Okay. When they're performing, about 20% of the attendees stay back at camp. Okay, so and if I, I go always to any, have. so if I go to any show, there's a good chance that 20 percent of the population is not even in Centeru. Yep, yeah, according to their that actually their that's research. actually lower than I thought it would be. At any given time, I would probably say 50-50. At any given time, yeah. yeah. The Saturday night is always. I mean, it feels like everybody. It feels like all of Tennessee is right. in Centeru on Saturday night. But the last couple of years, it seemed like Thursday has been pretty crowded because Man. everybody is so excited to get it going. There was a time when Thursday it was just us. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I felt as though that we owned the place. We could have walked onto any stage we wanted to and and played a few songs if we wanted to. Now it is slammed. Yeah, absolutely. Because people start getting there earlier and earlier. Remember, it was two and two a.m. on Thursday was open time, and now the Manchester and the state police have said, "Let's get them in there. We don't have to deal with them." Right. Well, open the gates earlier and earlier. Well, I can't. I'm. I'm literally gnawing at the bit. Yeah, I am so damn excited about this year. And we, we're we so damn excited that you found this podcast and, and you have enjoyed it and been a part of our little Bonnaroo ride. Uh, this is essentially what we do when we're not doing a podcast. And in the weeks that lead up to Bonnaroo, this is what we talk about. This is what we do. And uh, we're glad to be able to share the conversation with you. And I hope to God that you uh, join us for the uh, first 15 minutes of Davey. <laughs> we'll be yeah. there at some point. And maybe if, uh, if uh, we can make it work. 
we'll swing around and try to meet everybody before that. If you want to share something with us, write it on the website, thewhatpodcast.com, and we'll try to uh, connect with anybody that wants to see a show or two with us, thewhatpodcast.com, or follow us along at Twitter, at thewhat underscore podcast. We're going to pretty much do most of our updates through there, so follow us, DM us, and we'll try to connect at some point before Davey, because Davey's, what, Sunday? So I, mean, I think it's Saturday, because okay. we don't want to wait that long, right? All right. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'd love to, uh, love to meet yeah, you. Say hi. And, and uh, say thank you for enjoying the podcast and, and being part of our Bonnaroo experience. I guess that's it. I guess we yeah. say goodbye to our Bonnaroo 2018 world. I don't know when we'll follow up. We'll have to figure that out. But I Oh, man, I'm going to be beat for a while. I know, right? We'll, I want to uh, do it fast, and I'd like to get some people on the air to uh, to talk about. It. In fact, if, if we run into you at the uh, at the festival, maybe we'll record and, and and talk to you about your your weekend and get some stories from. Absolutely, it. that's what I want. Some of the stories, the best things you've seen, the funniest things you've seen, the best things you've eaten, whatever. Yeah. It's, and uh, if anybody, I I swear to you, I will give you a hundred dollars. Anybody that finds Barry Quarter with painted boobs. <laughs> That is my promise to you. I'll give you $100 to not find them. <laughs> That's the one podcast. We'll see you on the farm. Peace. Hey, 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 hey. How y'all feeling? Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year? That matter. Yay. With Brad Steiner and Barry Quarter. This is the story of the what. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.